It is your girl, K.O. I hope y'all are having a wonderful Friday. I am sitting out here on the patio, uh, poured up. So I hope y'all poured up. Y'all see Tiger trying to, uh, he finally decided to come out. Tiger, you can't get out. Come back. I guess he decided to join us uh, for the podcast tonight. So if y'all see Tiger making an, an appearance, as you see on camera, he decided he wanted to be out here this evening since we don't have any guests and it's just me. I hope you guys had a wonderful Halloween weekend. My weekend was so amazing. My baby girl got engaged downtown. It was so amazing. We had such a great time. Like it was, it was really good, but I'm going to see if we can get a few more people to uh, come on here this evening. And then we're going to talk about, Sex, love, and relationships from uh, a self-reflection perspective. Because I had a very interesting conversation last night um, at the bar at uh, a Mexican restaurant. And so I want to kind of open up and talk about, hey, pretty Ricky, what is going on? I wish you were here out on the patio with me this evening to talk about sex love and relationships <laughs> me and tiger but i guess tiger is gonna take your place uh tonight i don't know why he all over here all up in my business trying to see what's going on uh this evening but yeah i i was saying i had a really interesting um conversation last night and i'm gonna try not to be sipping too fast on on this what is this we have to do that one. Yes, we will have to do that one. Look, I'm over here sipping on. I don't know if y'all ever had this uh, Ciroc and Brandy mix. Man, I'm over here sipping on that. I'm going to try not to sip too fast. I pour it up as I got my straw in here and, and got me sipping uh, this evening. But I'm a, I can't wait to share this conversation that I had. At, at the bar last night it, it was really interesting and i actually had invited um some of the people from the bar to be on the show tonight um but they didn't make it tiger do you want to go in the house because you're working my nerves walking walking around you want to go back in the house all right y'all let me let me let me let him back into the house he coming on here all interrupting my life come on come on how 
Come on. Sorry about that. Children. I mean, goodness gracious. They be all, he worse than a, than actual kids. All up in my business. All in the way. Wanting to walk around. Wanting to be seen and all. I ain't got time. But anyway, how was Halloween for everybody? I hope y'all had a great time. I had a good Halloween. I had an amazing weekend. I hope y'all's weekend was as good as mine this past weekend. My baby girl got engaged. I don't know if y'all saw the pictures on Facebook. I'm so excited to, to plan this wedding and get started. Hey, darling, what is going on, LA? What's up with you? Thank you for joining me. You're the perfect person that I need to join me tonight. You and Pretty Ricky, because I want to talk about this conversation that I had at the bar last night. It, it, it really got me thinking... Um, about some self-reflection from, from a sexual uh, standpoint because the conversation was about uh, lack of sexual ability, okay? And a couple of the ladies were complaining about um, lack of skills in the bedroom when it when it when it came to to men and so i got a i got a question i i got a question because I, I posed this question to them last night at the bar but i really want to i really want to hear what y'all think because you know this show is all about self-reflection and so my response to the issue with uh lack of skills for a gentleman and i especially later on in life i mean when you get into your 40s and 50s and i'm gonna give you early 30s but by late 30s you should be able to you you hone in your skill set I, i'm gonna say and by you know 40s and 50s you 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 really have established you know or 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 coming to your own i guess and, and, and sexually you are who you are by that time and so my question that i posed to the ladies because they were like you know you have those men they think they doing it you know and they really think they putting it down or they licking it right or 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 this and and they really not and and, and you know and and they don't know what they doing and so i said to them she said, but yet they think they, you know, they doing the damn thing. And so my question to them was, you do realize, well, I, it wasn't really a question. I, I can't say it was a question. It was a statement behind it with a question behind it. The statement was, evidently, in order for them to think that they are the bomb and they really are garbage, somebody had to been telling them that it was good. So here was my question that I posed. Whose fault is it if they think that they doing the damn thing and they really not, if their partner, and this kind of goes both ways, male, whether male or female, it goes both ways. 
if the partner is not being honest to say, hey, what you what you got going ain't working. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to keep doing what they're doing because they think they're doing the damn thing because somebody is pretending like it's the shit. But then again, it could be somebody that's enjoying it and it just may not be your cup of tea. But my question is, are you, is, is, what do y'all think about teaching? Is it okay? Like, do you get offended if somebody say, no, I don't like the way you doing that. I want you to do it this way. Like, is teaching acceptable? If somebody approached you and said, hey, let me show you how I like it. I don't like it that way. Like, is that something that you are open to doing or... And, and, and for women, because a lot of times women are comfortable just sitting back and letting and, and pretending like they're getting satisfied or whatever, because really they have what they're looking for is a different uh, comfort level, I guess, financially as opposed to sexually. What did you say here, L.A.? We're too passive when it comes to telling people what we like i i can i can agree with you um on that i'm not a teacher that was one of the things that i said last night i'm a one and done if for me it's like we have to click uh sexually and if we don't click sexually then i can't see where we could go anywhere else with it if that if that makes sense like i'm not saying uh he, right off the top he gotta know you know everything about my body and everything you know like those things come over time but i feel like that initial like if we if our rhythms are not synced like if we can't get into that same groove just naturally then to me that says we don't have anywhere to build and so I can't I can't go from there. But to me, if on a basic level we sync rhythmic rhythmically on a basic level, you know what I mean? You know, we, we're in tune just on that basic grind, I guess is what I'm saying. Our, our bodies move in sync, just basic. We we able to get into each other's. Hey Terry, we we're able to get into each other's groove, even though we still haven't learned one another's bodies then I feel like I can build from there. But if I, if I feel like we ain't in sync and we can't get into that groove, I can't go nowhere else with you. Welcome to the show, Terry. We're talking about uh, sex right now. L.A. says some people just aren't good lovers or just won't be good a lover for you. I can, I can agree with you uh, on that. I, I can agree that some people aren't just just good lovers. And that kind of goes back to the beginning. My, my original question of is it, is it, are they not good lovers? Because uh, as you said, people are too passive about saying what they do and do not like. And, and we letting them go along believing that they, you know, they doing the damn thing when they really not. And so because nobody ever corrected them or nobody ever said, hey, you know, what you're doing don't really feel good, like, then you're going to keep on doing what you're doing, thinking that you're putting it down, and, and you're really not. 
So can we take accountability and take a step back and say, okay, is it our fault that they ain't, you know, that they sex is garbage or whoever they've been with, is it their fault that sex is garbage? Or, you know, how, how do you how do you handle that? Like, because some people might get offended. You'd be like, damn, dude. You Or or she may think, you know, she got the skills and she don't got the skills. And, you know, thinking her head game is the best because nobody ever told her that it wasn't. You know, I'm like, do you talk to them? Do you do you not? My stance is I can't I can't do it because I feel like if I tell somebody that what they're doing is not satisfying or I don't like this, or I don't like that, that that's going to be their sole focus and they're going to be stuck on that as opposed to. You know, when we get ready to have sex, that's going to be the whole thing. And it's going to throw them off even, even more because they're going to be focused on, oh, well, she told me she don't like for me to do it this way. So now I got to do it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how do you, how do you approach somebody with that? You know, and are you guilty for letting people slide thinking that they did the damn thing and they really didn't? Because my thing is, I'm a one and done. I'm a, I'm a one and done. I'm not even going to go back. LA says here, most chicks think they have good oral when it's regular at best. And see, and that's what I'm saying. But somebody probably told them or had them convinced or got them thinking that, you know, that head game was on point. And so, but then when they moved on to the next one, but then again, was it on point for the other guy that's just not on point for you? So it's like, which way do you do you kind of look at it? And if we're self-reflecting on it, do we say something or do we not say something? And if we don't say something and then we're not satisfied, like can we be upset about not being satisfied in that particular relationship? Because we never said anything about not being, you know what I'm saying? Because if you if you know you unhappy or you're not satisfied sexually and you don't say nothing, do you really got the right to be upset about it or complain? Like that that's kind of the question. If we self-reflecting on it, like do you got the right to be upset about that the that the sex is garbage when you never voiced how you felt or complained about it, which made the person, like you said, most people think they they doing the damn thing. And they get think they got good oral and, and they don't. And matter of fact, the comment that the chick made last night at the bar was like, dude thought his oral was on point, but he had licked her. She was like, he, he licked me raw. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, at what point do you say, whoa, stop? No, that's not, mm-mm, this ain't working for me. <laughs> like, do I mean, who takes accountability for that? Because evidently he thought what he was doing was great and, and it was on point. And so, but if she never said anything or whoever else never said anything, like it's going to continue. If you don't correct the behavior, it's going to continue. But how do you correct something like that without people being offended by it? Can you correct something like that without people being offended by it? Is, is the real self-reflection because I don't know how I would feel if, if some guy said you know what I know you think you're doing the damn thing but uh, yeah 
your game ain't on point. Let's see. Hey, Melissa, welcome. Terry says, I say let's have sex and go off each other's motion and vibes. But yeah, I do agree. If we can't vibe together in bed, we will talk about it. <sighs> See, now that's kind of where I I, I, I differ. Um, because if we didn't have that initial vibe, like I don't know if a conversation can fix that. Because I'm, I'm such a physical person. And that's an important, like... I'm not the type to pretend like mm, sex doesn't matter to me. It's okay. I ain't worried about it. You know, as long as he's this, 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 and this, then I'm good. The sex ain't got to be, you know, uh, whatever. That no, sex is number one for me. Like, well, not number one, number number three. I'm gonna put it that way because first we got we we got to meet on a certain level. You know, first I got to be physically attracted then we've got to be compatible on, on multiple levels and then come sex. So sex is number three. And so if the sex ain't right, I can't get to the emotional part of it. Like I can't get to the other part. Okay. LA says, nope. If you're silent or don't say anything is your fault. He could probably, you know, tweak if he knew I'm just saying, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I can kind of see like if we do have that initial vibe, we do have that initial vibe tweaking things I can see and say, oh, you know, or really you don't really have to, you know, I find sometimes you don't really have to say say anything. If the person is really in tune to you, then they pay attention to your response to those different things. And that's what I love. If I run across a man who really pays attention to how I respond to his touch and his movement, and he catalogs that, and he'd be like, oh, okay, when I do this, she like that. Oh, okay. Then that, that says to me, he's really, you know, he's into me and he's paying attention because I'm the same way. Like I work for them moans and them oh shits and them, and them groans. And like, I want you to, you know, reach up there and, and grab the hair. Like I work for that. And if I'm not getting that, then I adjust my technique to work for that, if that makes sense. So, but but I kind of agree with you. If, if sometimes those little things, when it really is on point, if it's something you don't like or you're not enjoying, then you do have to speak up and say, okay, what did Terry say here? No, Sherry says, I'm guided. Sorry, you're not wasting my time. Mm -hmm. But what do you mean by 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 guiding? Okay, Terry says first time sex might be the bomb, but the next time sex might be an epic fail. I, I, you know what? I I, I can't. I mm, I've had that happen before, uh, where the first time was good, and then you went back for more. It was a, it was it was a little off. But but I want to go back to to Sherry. She talking about she got. Are you a drill sergeant, uh, Sherry? Are you the ones left? right okay stroke this way no flip me over this way like if i was a man that would kind of work my nerves and that would be a turn off for me and i probably wouldn't be able to perform uh by saying that sherry says if you're not touching me right okay so you're gonna tell them if you're not touching <laughs> if they're not touching you right you're gonna tell them i ain't mad at you uh terry says make sure those moans and groans are real listen baby when 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 I'm on it, I'm making sure those moans and groans is is real. I work for 
for those moans and groans. When you get them old shits, you know that old shit and that damn, and when them, them curls, you know, them toes curl up and they raise up off that bed and grab you. Listen, y'all give me okay. Let me back up because y'all, <laughs> yeah, I was getting a little deep. Let me back up. But yes, I know my moans and groans are real. <laughs> Cherry, I, I work for those. What'd you say? Penny, nickel, die, quarter. What? I, I work for those. And we make sure that those, those are real, Terry. But again, if you're not getting those, okay, do you ask? Like, have y'all ever asked anybody if, if you, you know... If you're seeing that they're not responding to you sexually the way you would like for them um, to respond, like, are you willing to open that conversation? Like, how do you, uh, how would you begin that conversation? And I'm asking because and then we, we self-reflected because this is something I don't do. I, I am, I am, as LA said, I'm passive in that. And, and, and my passive is, well, I'm a one and done and I'm gonna move you on. I'm not even going to have that conversation about me not being satisfied uh, with it. So if you if you got it once and you never got it again, the answer was I wasn't satisfied, and therefore you don't get another opportunity. Just that's just who I am. Terry says, "What'd you say? I'm missing the hair today <laughs> from the moans of the listen." That ooh, don't get me started, Terry, because grabbing my hair is 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 gone and grab it. I I woo, mm, gone in and reaching there and grab some hair. I, I I do like to have the fro pulled. That does let me know uh that they are enjoying um the skills that are being provided. I'm gonna put it that way. But I I am not the type to have that conversation with, with a man. I, I can't see it. I, I I I don't I don't do it. And then kind of how the conversation came up, then they were kind of talking about no sex in a relationship, like y'all living together, and you know, uh one of the ladies was talking about, you know, she had and, and originally she said she hadn't had sex for a year and a half, right? And I thought, okay, well, she, you know, doing the celibacy thing. Like, I've done that. I, I, I made it a year of celibacy. And so as we got to talking, and she was like, no, she was living with a guy. But he wasn't interested in sex. He lived upstairs. She lived downstairs or whatever. And she was like, they could be in the bed together or she could wake up and go. And he's jacking off the porn. And so... I was like, wow, like there's a disconnect uh, somewhere, somewhere in that. And how do you, you know, you, you got to have that conversation uh, about the dissatisfaction. And one of the things that she said uh, that he said was uh, she was never happy. Nothing he did was, you know ever made her happy and all she did was was complain now to me that's a self-reflection moment uh from my perspective i would have to self-reflect on that to say what is it about me that makes him feel like 
um, I'm not happy and that all I do is complain, that that has translated to he's no longer physically attracted to me or into me sexually. Like that was a self-reflection to me that you have to go back and ask, okay, is there some merit behind what he, what he's saying? Like, is that something you got to take a step back and ask yourself? Because ladies, we got to be honest. Sometimes, and I've heard this, huh, I hear this a lot from men. And so the fellas that are on, y'all let me know if y'all agree with this, but I hear this from men a lot, that it's not an issue when the man is unhappy. It only becomes an issue when the woman becomes unhappy. And men say that all the time. And so is it from a self-reflection standpoint from a female, is that really true? Do we not care about their satisfaction in the relationship? Are we so focused on getting what we want that we ignore his needs? Can you be honest and take a step back and ask yourself that and be honest about the answer to that question? Does he have some merit behind uh, his statement of, you don't seem like anything I do makes you happy or you're ever happy? Like, all you do is complain. And y'all know I've said that before on the show. Like, stop complaining. Stop bitching about stuff and give them a reason to come home. Nobody wants to come home and listen to complaining. But can we be honest and take our step back? Because obviously him being able to, to, to get it up and all isn't an issue because he can jack off the porn. So if he can jack off the porn and he can get it up to porn, something is something there or a reason why he can't get it up for you. And vice versa, even for the ladies, because a lot of times women, we just want to lay there and go through the motions and we're not really into it. There's a reason why we're no longer into it. There's a reason like, and, and that's kind of the difference, I guess, between men and women. Women can, we can kind of lay there and go through the motion and pretend where for guys, like if he can't get it up, he can't get it up. Ladies, we can throw some lube and fake it. Fellas can't fake it like we can fake it. But who are we really, if we being honest, and, and, and if you're the type, if you've ever faked it, like who who's really benefiting from that? Is it really beneficial to you or is that beneficial to him? Like who's benefiting from faking it? I, I guess is my question. Terry says, yeah, that complaining all the time takes away from a healthy relationship, a physical. Absolutely. A absolutely. And even as a female, if I got a guy and that's all he does is complain about, oh, well, you don't do this and you don't do that. And, and, and when, like, even when I'm in the mood and then I get in the mood and oh, now you're in the mood and you ain't done this. Like, that's a turnoff. Like, I, now I'm no longer interested. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want you now. So I can see that male perspective of if she's a complainer, like all you want to do is complain. Yeah, it's difficult for me to get it up and be interested in you. If all you want to do is complain. 
LA says, I've ran into a couple of selfish lovers. I haven't had many though, LOL. Me and fake also, don't get it twisted. Oh, trust me, I do know that men fake also. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I do know that, especially if it's Garvin and he can't come, he gonna pretend like he came and, and go ahead and pull on out because he really is not into what's going on. Yes, I, I agree with you, uh, LA, I, that men do fake it. I didn't say that they don't. I said it's just, you know, sometimes a little bit more, especially if he can't get it up. He can't, he can't pretend that 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 hard on is what I was referring to when I was, you know getting it up. But yeah, that that complaining and that faking, like who does it really benefit? And so if you're dissatisfied, all that does is build up that anger, that bitterness, that tension within the relationship because you're not satisfied with what you're getting, but you don't want to speak the truth. And you're being passive, as LA said earlier, being passive about it. Who does that benefit? And then later on, and you know what that leads to? Cheating. Cheating. You go out and look for somebody else that's going to satisfy that need that you're not getting satisfied at home. And that's what I say all the time. People cheat because there's something out there that they're looking for that they're not getting at home. That's their main reason for stepping out and cheating. Otherwise, why cheat? If you completely and get everything that you need and that you desire from that person at the house, you don't have any reason to step out. People step out because there's something that they're missing, that, that's lacking in their relationship at home. And so they seek it elsewhere in someone else. And that's how that other person gets in that easy because they like, hey, they listen understand what's missing and they can provide that and they provide that little bit to, enough to pull them away and and they slip up and do uh excuse it a little itch and they slip up and cheat it happens it happens all the time and then the person that's been cheated on stands back confused and wondering why the other person cheated all because nobody was really willing to be honest about what the other one, uh, how you felt, and and the and the other person's perspective. People don't think about how much self-reflection plays a part in sex, because if you can't be honest about whether or not you satisfied sexually, <laughs> we just say ain't no slip up. <laughs> you, you right, ain't no ain't no slip. I mean, but say if you cheat, it ain't really a slip up. It, you right, it, it's an intentional act. You're absolutely right. It's not a slip up. I was being nice, LA. Let me be nice. I was trying to be nice and say a slip up, but you absolutely right. It ain't no slip up. You cheat, it's an intentional cheat. You know exactly what you were doing exactly what you were doing when you laid down there and did it and you can't try to blame the other person and, and then even still if you weren't satisfied and you didn't voice it you can't blame the other person and say well you wasn't doing this and you wasn't doing that and and i, I so i went out and i saw that you know sought that satisfaction elsewhere no if you ain't happy and they ain't listening move on 
why go through all of that and cheat just move on like if you're not getting what you want and you voiced it and they're not listening why are you staying there continuing to 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 listen to that and continuing to voice and and beg somebody to change for you and that's not willing to change because you can't force them to because if they were going to do it they would have went ahead and did it like that that people change when they want to change and if they don't want to change you can't make them change terry says no not not all the time they might just be that person that's got to have his cake and eat it too absolutely there are some people that are like that that really don't care but still those signs are there those signs are there you know that person is like that you got to know the signs are there like that goes back to the other show of uh, i think i talked about one time and I can't even remember the show about the red. No, I didn't. Maybe I need to do a show on red flags. I think I've mentioned it, but I haven't really talked about red flags. But I think I did mention it about how we ignore red flags and pretend like we can fix that. Oh, yeah, that's something I don't really like. But you know what? I think I can fix that. Let me let me hang in there and 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 I can tweak that. I can work with that. No, you can't because you can't change a person. They have to want to change. And if they don't want to change, they're not going to change. And we then we end up stuck in a, in a relationship or in a situationship or whatever you want to call it with somebody. And you're not happy with what you're getting. But you went in knowing you wasn't happy with what you were getting. But you went in thinking you could change it. So whose fault is that? That you're not happy? Is it theirs? Or is it yours? If you're really being honest with yourself. yes melissa and they be miserable why stay in there and be miserable instead of just moving on just move on but then here's my question here's my question though. and and this is what happens this is what happens a lot and this goes both ways male male or female I, i've seen it done both and that person cheats for whatever reason that they say. And it's typically, you know, uh, they're not getting sex. They're not getting this. And they're not getting that. That's typically the reason. And they go out. And then they cheat. And then they come back and say, oh, I'm sorry. They didn't mean anything to, to me. You're the most important thing in my life, in my world. And it's all about you. Please take me back. Please forgive me. And then you forgive them and you take them back for them to turn around and do it again. And so for me, those are red flags. But because like, do you do you pay attention to the words or do you pay attention to the actions? And I think that gets a lot of people a lot of times because they'll come in and those words sound good and they can a lot of people good at telling you what you want to hear. I can tell you what you want to hear, but what are my actions showing you? And that's kind of last night I was trying to get um, one of the ladies to kind of see that. And I was like, oh, off and on for that amount of time. And they keep coming back like, but he keeps telling you this. But what is his actions? What is his actions saying? Like what changed to make you think that he was going to be different? When you took them back this time people will tell you what you want to hear 
They'll tell you all day long what you want to hear. But what are their actions really and truly showing? So if you paying attention to actions as opposed to the words, like whose fault is that they continue to cheat or they continue to do those things and you continue to stay in that miserable situation? That, that a lot of times people don't look at it that way. Whose fault is it? You can't blame them and say, oh, they keep cheating. No, you keep staying. That's kind of my perspective on it. You can't say somebody keeps cheating on you. No, they don't keep cheating on you. You keep staying. And you can't be mad at them because they keep cheating. The one thing you can trust in is that they're going to be them. And as I, I can't remember if it was Terry or Sherry, one of them said, some people just want to do that. that. That's just who they are. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. But whose fault is it if you stay, if you continue to deal with that? Like you can't complain about it because you chose to stay. Whose fault is it that you're miserable if you know that their actions are not matching their words? And so I say that all the time to people who come in. They go, well, he just keeps on. And I don't know why he keeps on. And all of this, he keeps on or she keeps on because you allow it. And as long as you continue to allow it, they're going to keep doing it. And so I kind of keep saying, I, I, I said last night, he going to keep coming back because he know he can. It's not about that he thinks you this, you know, and, and this is just my perspective, especially when they come back and they say, Oh, you know, I left and now I realize, you know, what I had and you were so good to me and, and, and I miss how you, you, you treat me and all of these different things. And so now I want to come back. But you didn't appreciate it when you were here. So now why all of a sudden are you missing it? And then I think what happens is people get get caught up in. Oh, well, now they realize that I'm the good one. Now they realize that I was good for them and all of these different things. Is it is it really true that that's what they realized? Or they knew that, they, that you were going to take them back. And they knew that they could come and tell you, oh, well, you were the best and I missed you and I wanted you because they knew that you were going to take them back. And the minute you take them back, they go right back to doing the same thing that they were doing that you left for in the first place. So now whose fault is that? Is that your fault or is it their fault? Who can you really be mad at? Yes, Melissa. Actions speak louder than... Welcome, Miss Tiny. Hey, sis, darling, welcome. Yes, actions speak louder than words. And that's what a lot of people miss. We, we, we listen to those words because it sound good. Those sweet nothings, they sound good to us. But he ain't, he ain't following through or she ain't following through. Terry says, trust, they will do it again because you accepted it the first, the second, and third. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what I'm saying. They're going to keep coming back and they're going to keep doing the same thing that they were doing. Why? Because they know they can and they know that you're going to forgive them and they know that you're going to take them back. And that goes both ways because there's women who do it too. 
that dog men and 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 do all of these different things and come and go and have a way all because they know he's gonna allow them to do it so it goes both ways it's, it's not just men women do it too hey tara welcome tara says it's always going to be actions for me nothing else matters and i'm the same way what what are your actions showing me because you can tell me anything you talk and run your mouth all day long actions speak louder than words what what are your actions really showing me because if your actions aren't matching your words i'm not going to keep going back and forth and talking to you about it we're not going to keep having that conversation it it, it just it, it doesn't work for me it's not who i am and so i don't understand and that's kind of my perspective. And I guess you really, again, that goes back to me saying you shouldn't expect yourself out of other people. But I get confused by that at times when I hear people say that because that's just not who I am. Like, I'm not going to keep giving you all of those opportunities. I give you three. You get three strikes and you out. Because first time we're going to have a conversation. Second time, we're gonna have, I'm going to have a reminder conversation about what we talked about the first time. The third time, you out of here. We're not going to keep having that. But when it comes to cheating, you you really don't get the three strikes. It, dude, if you're not happy with what's going on here, then maybe you should move on. But I'm not going to be accepting of it. And so that's when we really got to talk about when we really have to take a look at self-reflection. Because when you forgive them and you say, okay, I'm going to stay in it. I know you cheated. I understand why. Do you really understand why? And you accept it. And then it happens again. Who you? Who should you really be mad at? Should you be mad at them? Or should you be mad at yourself? And then I pose that question again because um, we were kind of talking about the things, you know, uh, that people say, you know, uh, to justify the actions of another person. And I've said this before on the show. Like, is that what you really and truly believe? That's the reason why it happened. Or is that is that what you're telling yourself to make you feel good about yourself and justify why you stayed? We do that a lot. We want to justify our reason for staying. But really and truly, we see those red flags. And we see how other people be like, girl, a boy, like, dude, for real? But whose fault is that? If we if we really self-reflecting on it, whose fault is that? It's our fault. It's our fault. And I'm a true believer. Once you say you're going to stay and you're accepting of, and we kind of jump, and you're accepting of whatever the behavior or the habit is, you kind of lose the right to complain about it. You allowed it and you accepted it and said, okay, well, I'm going to take you back. You can, it's okay. Tara says, understand it and deciding to stay after the cheating is something else. I'll never understand it. If people aren't happy in their relationship, why not just walk away? I, I, I agree with you. I agree. But some people really want to hold on. And they have different reasons for why they want to hold on to a relationship. And it's not really up to us to understand um, why they choose to hold on to it. But my thing is, if you choose to hold on, then you got to let go of the animosity. You got to let go of the anger. 
you have to be accepting. You cannot complain about something that you chose to be accepting of and to overlook. And then you can't keep expecting them to jump through hoops to meet your expectations of it. Because that's just going to push them away even further. Because they're going to be like, well, you said you forgive me, but I feel like I'm still paying for it. So it's a double-edged sword because a lot of times people say, yeah, okay, I forgive you and I'm accepting, but they really are not accepting. They staying in it and they making them pay every opportunity they have to make them feel guilty or make them pay for the pain or the anger that they have caused them. They'll do. Now you both miserable. Misery loves company. You really wasn't forgiven. You just wanted to make them miserable. Like, I don't get that. I don't get why you want to say if you're really not being accepted and forgiving of what happened. Let's see. Melissa says, it's like we're afraid to leave our comfort zone and then we decide to stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of times, and, 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 and this is just my perspective, I feel like women do that often. Because we feel like we might not be able to find somebody else. And, ooh, I don't want to get back out there in the, on that meat market and go through that grind of trying to find somebody else and go through all of that all over again. So let me just stay. I I, I, I know this, this issue that I got here. So I'm going to just stay with the issue that I got. But is that issue really worth the headache? Like, why are you making that choice? You're choosing to stay into something that you're not happy with. And so you can't blame that other person that you're not happy. That's your fault because you're making a conscious choice to stay in a situation that you know you're not happy with. So you can't blame them for not being happy. Plus, it's not their job to make you happy. Because if you ain't happy yourself, then can't nobody else make you happy. And so if you are already miserable and upset over it, what is staying going to do? It's not going to change the situation. Let's see. Tara says, true. If you decide to stay, then you also accept what comes with that. 100% Tara. And that's what people miss. When you choose to stay, that means you have accepted what happened and you have forgiven them and you're ready to move on. But if you're going to harbor it and try to make them jump through hoops and try to make them feel guilty at every turn, that's a waste of time and energy to stay. Because now ain't neither one of y'all happy. Nobody's happy. Sherry says, I can forgive but not forget. So if I found out he cheated, I'm done. Yeah, I can understand that. And if you can't forget it and move on and let it go, hey, you can't be sitting there holding it as, as your trump card to wait to play it later on down the road. Like... You know, it, it, it ain't worth it. Melissa says, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody. <laughs> but that kind of goes back then to, uh, but, uh, to my earlier question, though, Melissa, that the fellas kind of say it's not a problem until she's unhappy and they've been unhappy all along. But nobody cared that the man was unhappy. It wasn't an issue until she became unhappy. Is that true? Do we feel like that's a true statement, ladies? Can we self-reflect on that and admit that there may be some truth from that in that? Because I've heard that from multiple men. 
Tara says, I would be done. I would be done, period. Not to mention, I would never look at him the same. I find that. Sherry says, it goes, it goes both ways. Do you really think, I mean, I, I, I can kind of see that, but no, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, Sherry. I can't. I can't see that both ways perspective. I'm sorry. I, I, I have to side with the fellas on this one. It is not an issue until she's unhappy. And when when she come, she's unhappy, it, it becomes a problem. But he could have been unhappy the entire time and expressed to her that his unhappiness, but she didn't care. Because it didn't matter to her as long as she was getting what she wanted and doing. I, I'm sorry. I can't say it goes both ways. On this one, from my perspective, I gotta I gotta side with the fellas. I'm I'm sorry. I'm siding with the fellas on this one. Tara says, Well, has that man communicated to his woman that he wasn't happy, or did he throw hints and expect her to pick up on it? Communication goes a long way. Oh, now Tara. Now, how are you going to talk about throwing hints now? Now, you know, us ladies are the world's worst with throwing hints or expecting a man to understand our subliminal messages or be mind readers. Men communicate a lot better than women and from my perspective. That's my perspective on it. And in these instances, in the guys that I've talked to, I have to say, yes. They did say that they expressed to her um, their displeasure, but she really didn't care because it wasn't about them. It was about her. And as long as she was happy, it didn't matter. And then when he changed because he was unhappy and was no longer meeting her happy goals, then it became a problem. So Sherry says, because the fellas are already she. Now you're gonna get up off the fellas, Sherry. <laughs> this is about self-reflection. This is about self-reflection. Okay. LA says, a lot of y'all barking, but I know you've dealt with cheating and your ass didn't leave immediately. Now, I have to say now, now from my perspective. This is how I always put If I've ever been cheated on, I didn't know it. So I've never dealt uh, with a cheating man in, in that uh, particular situation. So I can't say how I would or would not, uh, how I would have reacted because I've never dealt with it. I can only give my perspective based on who I know that I am. And I guess we'd have to have a conversation, but I don't know. If we clicking on all levels, like to to me, if we both happy, then there shouldn't be there shouldn't be a reason um, for him to cheat. I don't know. I can't I can't really fathom it because I haven't been been down that road. But I can say from my perspective that I do not understand people who stay and then still want to complain about it. That's my thing. If you want to stay, that's your choice. And I'm not upset about your choice to stay. You're, the, you're entitled to your choice if that's what you want to do. But my thing is, if you choose to stay, then if you're choosing knowing that this person cheated, 
knowing that's something you really can't handle or let go of and you choose to stay and you're miserable like whose fault is that you can't blame them because you went into it with your eyes wide open that's kind of my stance on it that's what i want i I want people to self-reflect on because you can't be mad and upset at them and want them to pay every you know because people are are better than oh and then, then you now you they can't they can't leave the house without you wanting to know where they're going. You want to go through the phone, you know, you want to go through all of these different measures to get that comfort level that they're not cheating or still cheating. Is it really is it really worth it? Like if you feel like you gotta go through all of that to have a comfort level that they're not still cheating, why stay? It's kind of my perspective. That's my self-reflection question. Like, why would you stay? And if I had to ask myself that, if I got to go through all of that, I can't stay. I, I can't stay in a situation where I feel like I, like for me, trust is so important. If I feel like I can't trust you, I can't. Once you lose my trust, I can't stay. Like that's, that's an important thing to me. And so I'm not down on people who choose to stay because that's, that's your prerogative. And people have different reasons for why they choose to stay. And people have different reasons for why they chose to cheat. And it may or may not have been something that, you know, the other person feels it wasn't a forgivable offense. But if you forgive them and you say, hey, I, I forgive you and I'm letting it go and, and I'm, I'm accepting this and I'm going to take you back. You can't keep harboring that anger and that bitterness because then the relationship is never going to go anywhere from there. You can't get anywhere from there. So that's that's what that's what I don't get. If you're still unhappy, why why stay in it if you know that you're still unhappy and you can't get past what happened? Tara says, <laughs> "Not this woman, Karen. Trust me." LOL. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. Ain't no subliminal messages over here. A lot of male friends have told me that they feel unheard in their relationships, especially when they try to be honest with their spouses about being unhappy. Yes, I've heard that so many times. And that's why I'm I'm posing that self-reflection question to the ladies, because I hear that a lot. I hear men say a lot that they voiced their unhappiness in the situation and it was overlooked and she didn't care and she got she kept moving and it wasn't until she became unhappy that it was a problem and now they that it there needed to be a conversation and they needed to talk and 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 deal with things because now she's unhappy so i i I hear that a lot i hear that a lot and so Ladies, can we really be honest about that? And if I'm being honest, I can say I did it in my marriage. If I'm being honest and I'm I'm asking other people to sit back and self-reflect on it, I can be honest and say I did it. I did it. He voiced to me his unhappiness. I didn't care. I didn't care. It didn't matter. As long as I was content and I was satisfied, his happiness didn't matter. So I can say I did it. I, I, I Let's be honest. I did it. I did it. I 100% did it. I dismissed 
his, I just missed his expression of unhappiness and how he felt the marriage was going because at that point, I didn't care. Didn't matter to me. It didn't matter. So I can be honest. So ladies, can you really be honest and say, have you done it? I did it. I can see from the male perspective why they feel that way. 100% can see why they feel that way. I can, I can be honest and say I did it. I did it. Tara says women have to stop thinking it's all about them because it's not. It's selfish and selfishness has no place in a relationship. I, I agree. I, I can, from my perspective, and this is just my perspective, and, 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 and you guys may disagree. I kind of feel like women are more selfish than men. And I feel like the selfishness that women have exhibited over time has led to this new modern male who has now become even more selfish and not giving a damn and all about, hey, what they can get and keep it moving and, and, and all yeah 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 i agree women women think that it's all about them and as long as they happy and as long as they getting what they want his happiness is irrelevant or they feel like okay well i cook i clean you got food to eat you got a clean house i did this i did that i don't understand why you're not happy what else do you want his happiness is irrelevant because we have in our mindset what, what we feel we're supposed to do and he's supposed to be accepting and happy with whatever we give him. And if he ain't happy with it, oh, well, that's his problem. And we got to stop that. Can you take a step back and self-reflect and admit that you've done that? Because women are, man, I know so many women who've been guilty of that. So many women who have been guilty of that. Thank you, LA. LA said, preach, sister, you rock. Thank you, LA. I'm just trying to give that different perspective. This is about self-reflection. And if I'm being honest, I can honestly say in my marriage, I 100% did it. His happiness came second. No, his happiness came way on down the line. To everybody else's happiness in the house if i'm being honest even when he voiced his unhappiness it didn't matter i heard it i listened well i pretended like i heard and i listened but i dismissed it and i moved on and it wasn't until i became unhappy and i became uh discontent that hey it was time for a change and guess what karen did she left so if I'm self-reflecting, I was that selfish woman who was all about her and I dismissed his feeling in the relationship. Let's be real. Let's be honest. I can admit it. I did it. I can see it now. Now that we're having this conversation, I can see it and I can admit that I did it. So can we take a step? So ladies, can you take a step back? and look at past relationships and think about what he did and, and what he said, because men, men are definitely more apt to communicate how they are feeling and what 
with especially when they're unhappy than women are. We get mad, we swallow how we feel, and then we upset at him because he didn't figure out what we were mad about. That's what we do. That's why I say we can't talk about subliminal messages because we'll be unhappy about something, be mad about something, and he'll ask, well, what's wrong? Well, what's the matter? And then we won't even tell him, and then we'd be mad because he didn't figure it out. It's his fault that he couldn't figure out why you were mad. Whose fault is that? Is that really his fault or is that our fault? And can you really take a step back and admit that it was your fault? Hey, Carolyn, welcome. You coming on in, girl. Oh, dang, I've been on here an hour. Y'all always get me on here and I get on my soapbox and I get to preaching about stuff and, and, <laughs> and I don't even be paying attention to the time. What did Sherry say? Sherry says here, um, see, I can't say that it was very important that my hubby and my kids were first. I gave him 35 years, but I decided to put me first and then I left. I I I can I can see that. Now, remember when I said I always put uh especially my kids, my mama, I always put put how they felt or or what I felt, uh, let me rephrase, what I felt they needed. Um before my needs but when it came to my husband he was on the back burner i can be honest and say he was on the back burner he was on the back burner i put everybody else before me but not him i can be honest and say that if i'm self-reflecting i can be honest and say i 100 put my kids my mama uh all the other things that affected them and the decisions that i made were all about how they would affect other people and not myself. But when it came to him, he definitely came in last. What, what, how he felt and what he, he needed, his needs and everything else was an afterthought. I can be honest and say that. I can be real honest and say that. Yeah, Rick says... I've been on the, what did he say? I've been on that and been in that situation before being on the back burner. Yes. If I'm really, if I'm sitting here and I'm self-reflecting and I'm thinking about thinking back and I'm being honest, how he felt was 100% on the back burner. Now, every once in a while, I would catch myself when I would do that. And I can think of some, you know, some specific moments where I had to catch myself and be like, you know what? That's not right of me. You know, let me be supportive of what he of his needs and his wants and those different things because I was being selfish because what he wanted to do uh wasn't in line with what I wanted to happen and so I kind of you know my initial uh, initial response was to go from zero to 100 but then when I took a step back and I thought about it and I was like no that's selfish that's wrong I I, I had to to come back to him and apologize for that and make a change but if I'm being real honest yeah in the 23 years, especially later into the in, into the 23 years, later on, yes, his happiness definitely was on the back burner. Let's see what Tara says. I think you have to know who you are, who you are dealing with. Some men will ask and some men will know why you're upset and act like they don't give a damn. 
even when they know they are the reason for said anger. Okay, my thing, here's my, here's my question, okay? And you say, I think you have to know who, are you, who you are dealing with. So I know this person and I know who I'm dealing with. And if I know who I'm dealing with and I know that that man knows why I'm upset and he doesn't give a damn, why am I with him? We self-reflecting. That goes back to on you still because now you're making a choice to stay with somebody that you know even when he knows you're unhappy and why you're unhappy, he ain't giving a damn. Then when you have that man that will ask why you're unhappy, sometimes we don't always communicate that. But again, this is self-reflection and being willing to take responsibility for yourself. So if you know who you're dealing with and you know he don't give a damn, why are you dealing with him? I don't want to deal with somebody that I know don't give a damn about how I feel. That, that, that's, that, that's the self-reflection right there. Why would you even want to deal with somebody who doesn't give a damn about how you feel and what you're going through? And now I'm kind of sitting back and I'm thinking about that, like in my marriage, especially them later years, we had a great friendship. And what you saw was the great friendship that we built. And everybody thought that we were on point marriage wise. But I can honestly say how he felt and his happiness was low on the totem pole low on the totem pole and i can 100 percent say he expressed to me i cannot even sit here and pretend like i didn't know because he expressed to me his unhappiness no subliminal messages straight out communication here's what my issue is and i dismissed and moved on because it didn't matter to me because i was doing me didn't matter it was irrelevant I can see it. I can see it. And now that I see it, remember that's what true self-reflection is about. Once you identify it, it's up to you to make a choice. Whether you change that behavior or you say, oh, I don't care. I'm going to continue to be who I am and do what I do regardless of what other people think. I can care less how they feel about it. I don't care if they feel like they're the low man on the totem pole. The only person who needs to be happy is me. Is that right? You know, that's what self-reflection is about. So I have to be honest with myself. Even though right now I'm not in a situation where right now definitely uh, the only person's happiness is, that matters is mine. But when I get ready to get in a relationship again, I have to think about that. Do I really consider his happiness and how how important should his happiness be to me because really and truly what if he's happy and this is the thing about men if a man is happy and ladies if you keep a man happy he gonna make sure you happy but if you bending over backwards and then and this is kind of a statement this goes back to the bar bar conversation if you're bending over backwards to do everything that you feel like that man wants you to do, you, you, you giving head, you cooking, you cleaning, you doing all of these things, and he's still not satisfied and you're not getting what, what you feel out of the relationship, and you doing you and you giving your all, how long are you going to continue to give your all to somebody 
who doesn't appreciate it? That's the question. Self-reflection. And whose fault is that? That you're continuing to give your all to someone who's not appreciative of it. That's kind of how I view it. I can't keep giving you my all and I know you're not appreciative of it. It has to be a mutual back and forth. But now that I'm really self-reflecting, like that's, that's, that's something now that's going to be in my head. And I'm going to look at that in different situations and, and, and reflect on that. Because am I that selfish in other areas? Because I can honestly say I was definitely selfish in my marriage in that situation. His feelings was on the back burner. He definitely was on the back burner. But now I'm aware of it. So I'm going to have to self-reflect on that one. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about that. Oh, y'all, we over, what did Tara say? Self-reflection is a beautiful thing. Yes, it is, Tara. Thank you. Yes, it is. I, I feel like it's an amazing thing because in, in the words of the mighty Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror, who can you begin with? You got to begin with the man in the mirror. That's self-reflection. Because if you don't start with you, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You can't change everything around you. The only thing that you can change is you. And you really have to be honest with yourself that, okay, I keep hearing this same stuff over and over from different people. Can I take a step back and be honest with myself? That there's some truth in it. Ladies, can we be honest with ourselves that there is some truth in the complaints that we hear from men that a lot of times women are selfish in a relationship and it's all about them. Can we be honest about that? And his feelings and what he wants, his wants and needs are on the back burner as long as she's getting what she wants. Anything else is irrelevant. Can we self-reflect on that and be and, and, and be honest? Tara says, yes, there is a lot of truth in it. Yes, there's a lot of truth to it. But let me get off of here, girl. We had, a, we had an hour and 10 minutes. Thank you guys for tuning in to Red Wine Conversations. I, you know, I always love getting on here, especially my cocktails with KO. I just be talking about whatever. And I didn't even get into half. I always end up getting on the soapbox because I didn't really get into half of what we talked about uh, at the bar uh, last night. But I think we got into a good conversation and, and, and got a little, little deep because that's a good reflection. Like, are you really selfish in a relationship? Are you willing to express your needs, your wants, your dissatisfaction? What's the level of communication? And with sex, are you a one and done like me? I'm a one and done. I'm sorry. I I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to self-reflect on that in, in in that should I be more uh open to communicating when I'm dissatisfied with uh with sex. To be continued, we're gonna talk about this next Friday, pretty Ricky. Is that what you're saying? Uh, pretty Ricky said to be continued. I feel like he wants to, to pick up on this conversation. So we can definitely pick up on it Friday with red wine conversations. We'll do the regular red wine conversations. Pretty Ricky will be here and, and we'll pick up on this subject because I can see 
I can see the male perspective on it and I can admit that I did it. I did it. I did it, ladies. So let's take a step back and, and think about it. So we're going to pick this up next Friday on the patio with myself and 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 Pretty Ricky. And, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm always surprised when I come on here by myself that I end up on here talking to y'all for over an hour. Like, oh my God. But all right, y'all have a blessed weekend. I hope everybody has an amazing weekend and has so much fun. I'm, I'm in vacation mode because I'm counting down to the Dominican Republic. I'm so ready to go. But I will see y'all back next Friday with me and Pretty Ricky and to be continued.